Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey, thank hey. you very much, Producer Mystery. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, is that a, there's an audio. Oh, shit, we're having audio problems. <laughs> PTSD, man. Yeah, don't. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. That was just my fingers. Well, earlier we we're having our pre show ritual about uh you know things we want to discuss on the show and i showed a video to you guys can you guys describe that video to the audience it's from boston dynamics um so it was from boston dynamics and it was a uh music video of um do you love me and uh yeah and they had a couple of their robots dancing to it uh first they started off with their uh human robot bipedal one i guess i'd call it yeah and uh then there were two of them and then spot joined in which That's... we talked about in the show before, spot like the four-legged yellow. It's, it's even on our Instagram if you check it out, you know, scroll down a little bit. And you can um, you can rent spot now, by the way. You can actually lease him if you if you come up with some sort of purpose. I think they're using him to comb Chernobyl. I don't know. <laughs> He's a good security guard, too. He just like walks around looking around it. But basically, yeah. It was like... And then there was a new robot none of us seen. It was like on wheels and yeah. I couldn't tell what it was. It looked like an ostrich to me. That's a good way to yeah, put it. Yeah, some sort of crane or mm-hmm. something. Brush? Yeah, it looked like it had a brush or maybe some sort of suction cups or some way to, to grab things. Because it was on ah. like a lever, you know? Like I know, the way like it looked like... I didn't understand until one of you said brush, but now that I was watching with the idea that it was a brush, maybe it is some type of washing machine robot <laughs> that sits there and like washes can the get top. The, and what, you can't reach or something? wheels are like a Segway wheel, so maybe kind of like you get down and do... I don't know. Well... So, I had never considered that they might have been <laughs> suction cups. That's a good suggestion because then they could be used in uh, like factories to move stuff around without oh. it being on a pallet or some other right. extra something. That's true. That's a great um, idea. And it might be able to support the weight because on the back of that, those two wheels was a big weight that it mm-hmm. swung in order to gain inertia and move around and balance itself. So much like a crane, it would lift something heavy and then counterbalance by extending that weight out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you try to research if that, that one we're talking about was a thing yet? I wonder if this was almost like a, also a display of them a dancing, whatever but like is. kind of a teaser for you what that funny? one is. I never yeah. did. Actually, as we were watching outside, I was wondering, I should have looked into what that yeah. was because yeah, yeah. we've seen the bipedal uh, thing. You've probably seen that video of people hitting the bipedal thing with like sticks and stuff and it's keeping its balance. Same with the spot earlier on the, on there, but I've never seen this. It looked like a Segway with a head and now suction cups or something on the top. Yeah, yes. very strange. And, looking. Yeah, but this is the way they're all were dancing. And Mystery kept saying it too. It looks fake. I, uh, it I'm, looks CGI. I, know, I mean, dude, <laughs> my look, gut I'm is telling you, me not to believe it. I swear to God, you watch it with your eyes, it doesn't believe it. I looked into it. I was like, is this fucking CGI? It's not. Just the way they filmed it. It's either the 4K. <sighs> the motion the doesn't thing. look right in my well, mind. Like, robots. Like, the robots. Uh, I guess that's like, true. The and pre- they're all like hydraulic, right? Programmed things. Yeah. But have you guys seen the? doctored videos of uh the humanoid robot and like the soldiers yes does it look like that yeah it looks better the robot looks more smooth and it it looks real but the robot is so smooth and human-like and whatnot that it's obviously fake yeah yeah i did look i was i did look into uh now that you're kind of retrieving a memory of i know when i first saw that video there basically i found out there was a dance mode on the spot so the fact that huh. there's a dance mode, 
Right. I'm not sure if it's gonna do fucking all that stuff. I don't know if you have to program I mean, it. Dude, in or it was what. like running manning and stuff. Like that <laughs> was, was so like cool looking. And then and when it did like the <laughs> the the happy feet. Kind of like that yeah. was so cool. was saying. It's the technology's I mean, been out for ten years, right? So before it was just amazing yeah. they could stand on two feet. Now it's showing, hey, we can like make them dance. I mean, yeah, if they're the leader of the pack with you know robotics too, obviously they're going to advance every day more and more in and the last ten years. That's why. But I just don't think I was ready to ingest that. It was. <laughs> it was incredible. Right? It's it was not. A trip. It's not fun when you view it through the lens of Terminator. Like if you take that music out and put in dun 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 dun, know. you know, it'd have a totally different effect. <laughs> Yo, next motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These robots are gonna like dun, dun, take all the dun, chicks. Dun, dun. Leave some pussy for the rest of us. So robots. if you want to see the uh, if you want to see the video we're talking about here, the link will be in the description. So yes, yeah, so basically, or you can just Google uh, "Do you love me?" Boston Dynamics, we're just dancing robots type of deal. But I'm telling you, they look fake. It is real. It's kind of crazy when you see all the coordination they have. And I wanted you guys to watch this because I wanted to segue into something else as well. But like, Ooh. please check out that video. I think that's actually what they did. Do you love me? By the way, now that they can dance, right? Like, do you love these robots now that they can dance? That, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. Are they no longer a threat to your exactly. species? Exactly, see? Like, because, I mean, cuteness is a defense mechanism, so frankly. Anyway, uh-huh. so on to this actual story I have with uh, words on my thing. So, do you guys know about Gundam? Yeah, of course. Yes. Gundam. What is it? Tell me that. Tell the audience really quick. Really quick, in case they don't know. So anime Gundam, expert. yeah, it's a Gundam <laughs> is a, basically an anime that's based off of mech warriors, for lack of a better word. And every pi- every character is like a pilot to his own mech warrior. To his mech warrior. That's yeah. What and this, yeah. yeah. This article mentioned it was a uh, hugely It's popular. like a 90s anime. It's a, this actually says oh, yeah. 1970s anime. Oh, I wonder if it was redone. <laughs> Probably multiple times. Remastered. Said, I, another article I read, it said there's like at least 50 iterations as far as like TV shows, movies. Dude. Like, I, I've never seen a Gundam, but I know what a Gundam is because okay. it's like a robot suit. So I have a little bit of experience with Gundam. I got into Gundam as a kid or teenager or whatever. And um, I went down the rabbit hole and bought a season of one of the Gundams okay. from the local like anime shop. Yeah, and it had like two hundred episodes. Wow! And I just couldn't oh, so fucking do two. it. It's yeah. it's a commitment. You know, the, yeah, it uh, two hundred uh, on on the terms of anime, two hundred isn't bad. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the, the thing. First part is, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Whole show versus the first part. Like, but Gundam part also, I forgot to mention, is like a huge model hobby too. Yes. Like, yeah, there's people will buy these insanely detailed Gundams in the box that are just like X amount of pieces and ridiculous to build. Well, but when they're built, they just look super cool. They do look sick. I'm actually glad you mentioned that because if, if basically this Giz World record is pretty awesome because. It looks like a model, except it's, it's not a model. It's an actual robot. So here, let me just read it out because it sounds kind of crazy. So basically in December, a 59-foot-tall, life-size, moving Gundam statue set two Guinness World Records, the largest mobile humanoid robot and the largest mobile Gundam. So I'm going to show you a video <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, you got to hit this again. It's smoking. We're mode. just kind of <laughs> glossing over the idea that Gundams exist now. Gundams like, do exist. what are we exist. talking about? Well, like Mr. E was saying, like Gundams have existed since like you know the 1970s because of the anime series, Mobile Suit Gundam, blah, 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 and the, all the models. And and I saw some of the models looking into this into this story, and they are pretty intricate so and this, sick and nice. And blah, blah, just blah, for blah. the layman, uh, we're talking about a 50-foot tie. Foot, 59 50, foot. 59 foot tall uh life-size moving gundam piloted humanoid machine capable of waging war (laughs) 
that's what, that's what a Gundam is. That's yeah. not necessarily what this Gundam is, <laughs> okay. but, but that is what a normal Gundam is. Let's yeah, get this, to yeah, it. This isn't necessarily <laughs> like the anime where it's walking and jumping and doing backflips and stuff. Uh-huh. But that being said, this thing does walk. Okay. In a way. Um, exactly. God damn it. <laughs> Let me tell you some more information. I'm going to show you the video, and then you're going to describe it to the audience. But okay. this is serious. This is a giant Gundam suit that is 59 feet tall. It did win these, these world records. It is huge. It does walk. It's basically yet like a, for lack of a better term, a Japanese Gundam theme park. Oh. Is where this is. It's basically an attraction. You're going to go there and watch this thing exist. Japan and built this? It's in Tokyo. Oh, that uh, it's outside of the sense. port city of uh, Yokohama, which is... South of I think Tokyo or something like that. Okay. Um, let's see if I know. God, this this like weed smoking. It's like it's like that little drift going right in my nose. Uh, anyway, um, so anyway, this um this Gundam is twenty five tons. It features twenty four joints that are huh. movable, and that's not counting the hands. The hands have eighteen per hand. Okay. Points so, of articulation. Part, there, that's perfect. Points of articulation. Exactly. So let me just show you the video so you gotta get an idea. Of what the fuck we are talking about so give me a second audience one and a two and so describe what you're seeing to the to the audience i'm looking at a robot right now that is uh excuse me i'm looking at a video of a robot and the video is clearly fast forwarded showing this robot moving super slow in fast what forward fast forward because in the funny. bottom corner there's two arrows the universal sign for fast forwarding and then it says times four oh, next you're an to asshole. It. <laughs> <laughs> i remember when i first saw this video i was like how like and then the leaves in the bottom right are really jiggling yeah too. so this thing is kind of slow and when i say it walks because remember this also walks so right now we're watching the video of this giant 60 foot gundam thing taking a knee uh there's also video here of it walking briefly so there's a large gantry system behind it and catwalk stuff. Is it independent of all of that stuff? Uh, no. It's very obvious when you watch some of this, it's not. And so, yeah, so get it out of your mind, guys, that you think it's like a robot that's freestanding. There's no pilot This involved. is not Boston Dynamics robot. It's not Boston, Di- Boston uh, Dynamics robot. This is a giant puppet. That's all this is. It's- it's a great puppet, okay? This is this is basically a fucking giant... This is a life-size... This is what a Gundam really would be. This is literally six stories tall, basically. Is that how tall Gundams are supposed to be? Yeah. It's, this they is say like a life-size. Life size. They, they keep saying they're life-size. Huh. So this is in the show, supposedly how big they are. And so in 2009, they had a competition to build a life-size one. And it was the same size, 59 foot, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. But it was just a freestanding statue. And fans have been asking for more articulation and more moving. So this is like the latest thing that came out in December, where now this is a Gundam that actually fucking is... Look how fucking huge it is. Like It's massive. Like, dude, it's massive. Like Because it's actually in the port city of this Yokohama place. So it's like it's like protecting the city. It's, just, it's like a giant robot. And you, you see all these like videos of people standing like outside it. Like, look at these guys. Like, there it is in the background. It's like fucking NASA launching some shit. Yeah. But it's a Gundam, and it moves around and stuff. Yeah, it's not free-floating. Yeah, you can't pilot it, per se. There's a big-ass block of structure attached to the back of it (laughs) that is probably on wheels and hydraulics and shit and is super heavy. Mm -hmm. I doubt that Gundam's feet make contact with the ground. I'm willing to say that right now. The designer and host Sean is definitely screaming... A bunch of truths, by the way. Like he is yeah. right. Like, is this thing? Um, I like what the the guy who designed it said. Uh, June Narita, head of design. He said the this weight restriction is like a curse because everything is so heavy. 
And that and, and they have to design everything to be light as possible because here's here's some examples. From the metal fingertip to where the wrist will connect, the hand is about six point five feet. Okay. So that's, that's a good way to like basically a whole fucking huge dude is this is this thing's hand. And it's a real thing that's in Japan right now. And so that's from the tip of the finger to the to the wrist to the wrist is six point yeah, okay. five. And so, like I said, the head designer explained that the special considerations above the types of material and motors have been taken into account because otherwise, one hand could weigh as much as thirteen hundred pounds by itself. And they said earlier that um, all this it took six years to design this thing because each piece had to meet weight restrictions to prevent its limbs from buckling under just its own weight. So the fact that this thing's even kind of standing, but I agree with you on some level. Like I'm not sure if it's standing because it's kind of like it's almost like an animatronic, lack of a better term, Chuck E. Cheese thing. Puppet. <laughs> puppet. Like I it's mean, it's a like puppet. It's not. It's not a Gundam suit. It's not a. It's a. It's a giant. Impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's impressive. It's the largest mobile humanoid robot. According to Guinness, how fucking yeah okay. We, we don't get it. We know Guinness doesn't have any standards, so that doesn't say anything. Okay, that's the no credibility there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, no, I. This is another one of my famous arguments for like let's categorize this thing what it is and let's take the advertising out of this. And this is a giant impressive puppet. See, that's why I showed you the Boston Dynamics thing because I was impressed by that Boston Dynamics dancing as far as like how far robotics have come. Yes. So this was like a giant robot, even though, yes, it's not like the Boston Dynamic one. On some level, this is our first step into having like a movable Gundam thing. Like you need you need this before we get Mark, you know, fifty eight, which is going to be the one that's like like fucking walking around. Like they could already, in theory, make a giant one of the Boston Dynamic things we just saw. What if they made a giant spot? So they could. I couldn't agree more. I think we need to walk before we run, and this I is great <laughs> because we learned a lot about the weight restrictions and everything yes. else. So that you're right. That that's a good point. Like like you said, the weight restriction is like a curse, right? <laughs> So it's all about materials and stuff. But I thought that thing was cool too. And by the way, you can also, if you go to the park, wherever this is, you can you know you can see this thing move every like half hour. There's also Gundam themed lunches and some merchandise too. So if you're in Tokyo, guys, check it out. Nice. We'll put that link in the uh, description as well. Um, oh, I've got something here. It's not a Guinness breaker, but uh, you know, it holds a record here. Okay. So the oldest known figurative drawing has been discovered. The oldest known figurative drawing. So let me let me like break that down. Person? Uh, no, the figure okay. in question here is a pig. Okay. Okay. So. So a figure could be anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Essentially. Animal. In this context, sure. Um, it was discovered on an Indonesian island of Sulawesi, and it's a drawing of a fat pig. And dating technology has concluded it's. Forty-five thousand five hundred years old. Wow, that is an old drawing. That is ancient. That is ancient. That just happened to survive. It makes you wonder too. Like, is that like I don't know much about all the civilizations and stuff. Is that like in the in the olden times, like to the point like that's some Joe Rogan stuff, or is that oh Gobleki Tepe? I I you know I always get my dates mixed up. Me like too. four episodes ago, I knew the age of the universe. Now I'm just like, <laughs> what? What? How old is How old is Earth? Thirteen point seven billion supposedly is the age of the universe, but that's under some debate by a billion years or so. Thirteen point seven billion billion years. Yeah, yeah. yeah that seems kind of age of the entire universe. Supposedly, no, 
No, <laughs> that's a bajillion years. <laughs> that is a long time, my friend. Um, so yeah, uh, the caves that this was found in mm-hmm. were actually discovered back in 2017. Okay, but God, caves, caves, right? Well, it had to be uh, shielded from the elements. The Earth's time capsule, exactly. Um, but this art was recently discovered by local farmers. Fake. They did it themselves. Crayons. <laughs> I had that same thought too. I was like, like apparently they uh, in the cave system they went left instead of going right or whatever, oh and they found this drawing. Frankly, that is honestly, I believe that. That's how dumb humans are. Like, after we hear conspiracy theory theories, then you just talk about that stuff. It's like, no one ever turned left in this tunnel, and they found the treasure. Uh-huh. It's like, oh god, I believe that more. It's pretty big too. It uh, measures fifty four inches by twenty one inches, so that's like. It's decent size, and it's uh, the size of the actual pig, roughly. Oh, life-size image. Yeah, of cool. this, uh, what is this, the um, Salawusu, nope. Salawisi, you said earlier. Sulawisi. Mm-hmm. So, oh, remember, because I thought that'd be a good cat name. Sulawisi? <laughs> like, it sounds like Khaleesi, but like weirder or something. Like, Sulawisi, <laughs> come forth. Yeah, it depicts the Sulawisi warty pig. And then the uh, previous record holder for the world's earliest figurative drawing or artwork was a painting of a wild cattle found in a cave in Borneo, thought to date around 40,000 years old. Okay. I was hoping you were to say something like 10,000. So it's like really bugging. But that's still a lot. That would have been nice. 45,000 is a long time ago. Here is a picture. Why do you draw that as uh, as the hunter then? Is is that like the... Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, it's fairly detailed. Yeah, it, pretty yeah, small. Yeah, I mean, you head. see like got, the back, the back legs, the front legs. Belly. It looks like a fat ass pig and a small head. That's <laughs> that for sure. He, he, yeah, he's got to work on the head. This guy. Maybe, we, maybe there's some earlier drawings or later drawings that got destroyed by time. But that's still pretty sick. Like, why would he draw it though? You think it's like this is the pig that's saved my family, or like I, this is my friend, or he something? Just walked by that day. <laughs> <know>. He saw. <laughs> Maybe, honestly, what if that was like exactly what it looked like? That's why he drew it. Like, dude, it's that fat and its head that small. It's like some deformed pig. He's like, I got his catalog. This shit. What if it looks exactly <laughs> like it looks like? <laughs> We're all making fun of it. Like, you look like this guy's fucking a caveman. Stupid ass shit. He's like, dude, this is like exactly. That's why I'm fucking on put it on the wall. Really small head. <laughs> fucking really Issy. Issy. Fucking small ass head. Of this pig. Fucking <laughs> toothpick legs. Anyways, I'll put this up on the uh, Instagram. <laughs> so you guys can enjoy it. Small ass hit, is say. So um, I want to talk about uh, a little uh, incident that happened in a British city after a, a, a magnet fisherman found something. We didn't talk about this, right? This is the one I was had a, no. a debate on. Okay, so you know what magnet fishing is then? What, yes. do you, what is it? I brought it up on the show before. Okay. It's when you take a huge industrial size magnet and you attach it to like probably, let's say, 50 feet of rope. And you stand, you can do it off of a dock or you can do it off of a bridge that's over any kind of river or anything. And you just toss it in and you just troll it back over and over and over again. And people have found rings. People have found guns that have been involved in crimes, unsolved <laughs> mysteries before. It's I got on a YouTube binge of this for yeah. like six hours one time. There was one guy that pulled... A whole park bench out of a out of a lake. I kind of remember this. <laughs> yeah. guy. I remember this That's conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about the magnet fisherman. Like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is a thing. Like you're looking for metal instead of fish, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So a magnet fisherman in this British city, he <laughs> called the police after he he reeled in 19 World War II grenades. Wow. 
So I like the story though because so his name's Che Williams <laughs> and he was basically magnet fishing near like on the River Tame, and he basically in a spot he pulled out his first grenade, Jesus. and then he said he remained there in that same spot and pulled out nineteen more. Oh my like God. what? If you found the first one, we'd be like, oh shit! Like would you freak out? Like like you pull out one grenade, like that's a grenade. I gotta. I don't know. I'm like, I gotta get out yeah, of here. Absolutely. But he stayed there and fished out 19 more. And then uh, he huh. noticed that two of the grenades had their pins still in place. So then he called the police. Well, then he decided. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe he's a grenade expert. He's like, oh, these are fine. These are just old ass grenades. Okay. So uh, what happened though? Which I said, do you have any questions so far? Because I, I just thought it was just crazy that he pulled out one and was just like, let's keep going and like yeah. just. It's like a good day fishing. I don't know. Like, fishing with grenades. Like, he was probably looking for something else. I think he was looking for every. Anything. Anything. Like, it's pretty much metal to. No, he found a grenade and he's like. Maybe there's like a nuke down there or something. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, uh, that's not a good idea. Actually, that's probably a good idea, right? If you found that. Because they're World War II grenades, too. So he's maybe. That was going to be one of my questions, too. is, is, Is he in the U.S.? British town. British, okay. British. Yeah, because that was on the uh, that was part of the theater right there. People were fighting probably on his soil. Yeah. Oh yeah. So these are some old ass grenades he found. So like I said, he found he saw two that had the pins in there. So he called uh, the police and the ordnance disposal unit arrived, and uh, they X-rayed the devices and determined they did not contain any explosives or detonators. Okay. So they were totally fine. But he was just uh, Che Williams, the guy who found all this stuff. He was disappointed to learn that the bomb squad, the bomb squad, would be destroying the grenades due to a policy for such discoveries. So he was hoping he can keep them for like what? a no way. Yeah, no. and they couldn't. So this he did the right to thing. Force detonate them, pretty much. Yeah, this is that, why you're a magnet fisherman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so you're basically saying don't be a pussy and keep the grenades. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying like, first of all, uh, you. I don't know. I guess you shouldn't keep the grenades. I wouldn't keep the grenades in my house. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I would call the cops and have them disposed of with no expectation of getting to keep them. Like, <laughs> fucking, that's kind of redonk. <laughs> They're like an antique, man. Like an antique grenade. Like, that'd be sick to own. Especially if you knew sure. there was no explosives in there. He should have just kept one in his pocket. <laughs> I know, but you know what's funny? I thought the same thing. Then it's like, how is there any guarantee that's not the one that has like, right. the fucking... That's the one that just goes off. Like Exactly. That would be my my luck kind of shit. Yeah, you got exactly. 19 and you pick one. That's the wrong one. I just thought that was hilarious that he wanted to keep one. They're just like, no, I'm going to keep going to blow it up. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that'd be nice because they're going to blow it up. if They don't want to go in there and disarm it because yeah. the risk... For this guy's souvenir is too great. I mean, but... that's like maybe that's something like, well, bro, if you clean that grenade up and put explosives in there, you have a real grenade. So it's almost like oh. giving someone a weapon. But I mean, right? Maybe, I, don't I don't. I never thought about that. But I mean, how? What he's going to restore I, some I, ancient? I, I see where he's coming from though, because the whole point of the fishing, right, is to take home something. And yeah, now, <laughs> he left with empty. What if it was like a World War II pistol? What would you do in that situation? I probably. I'm, I'm pretty mean, sure you still have to call the cops. I mean, from what I understand. Right, I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, from the videos I've seen, like, whenever they get a gun, the first thing they do is stop and call the police. Would you expect to be able to keep it? Well, they just don't call Probably the police. Probably not. <laughs> See, I, guess... I mean, no one's saying yeah. Well, I mean, it's a World War II thing. What, are you going to fucking solve the crime of World War or soldier <laughs> killing soldier two? Like, what are you, you going to solve? Well, like, unless it's, are you unless a firearms like expert? Do you know it's from World War II? I mean, War if it's II? fresh, like from two days ago, then yeah, call the cops because like fucking it was just used on some grandma. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but but otherwise, fucking yeah, if it's old as fuck, I mean, I don't want to keep it, so I guess I would call the cops. But if yeah. you're, 
That's a good point. Like if you're if you're Mr. John G. Magnet Fisherman, what are you in it for? <laughs> the glue like stuff. Yeah. You want the yeah, stuff. Yeah, the whole point is to hit the Holy Grail, right? Yeah, you want like a, a cannonball from the Civil War. Yeah. Or, like because I I've heard people yes. like metal detectors the same motherfucking guys like right. we've, we've had so but the underwater is like no one goes there right and everything gets lost there that's why it's such a cool idea i mean everyone knows of like a little body of water that's like kind of unique and it'd be fun to like or see if it was actually something. fished out or something but i thought that was just interesting that's like that's that's the whole story pretty much but i was, I was sitting there like do you want to keep the grenade or do you want to i want to like they kind of showed them they like they look pretty legit i mean they were all calcified from like what 70 years in the water but no, more like fucking eighty or ninety. Yeah, I love it. I if if I did find a gun down there, um, I would call the cops. But I guess it all comes down to the idea of um, the laws that govern where you find this. Correct. Are you find it on your property, or is you know that sort of thing. And what's the finder's fee? Because if you find an ancient artifact on your property here in the U.S., it's yours. Yeah, more or less. Um, Versus, that's like a public river or something so yeah. it's like the cities or something exactly so that, you should have taken the grenades uh, maybe that guy was right on his house and then unburied him yeah well maybe he was right to think that way i don't know yeah yeah if you find grenades call someone okay let's let's not get, let's not i don't want anyone to think we're trying to say keep the grenades <laughs> okay uh i have a great story here okay. i haven't done one of these in a long time because they're hard to find uh ones that are not depressing but skinny peak <laughs> <laughs> nope okay. dumb criminals oh yes Ooh, this is your yay thing. so dumb criminal story here That's uh it. at 9 10 a.m in the parking lot outside basics meat market in beaverton oregon beaverton that's a fake place shut up <laughs> I know. this is skinny peak story <laughs> a mother parked just outside the store's front door and went inside to buy a gallon of milk and some meat just a, just a quick boom, got to get in there, get my thing, get out. Uh, shortly after she parked, a thief hopped in the running car, the SUV, and took off. Yep. So the uh, she's sitting there with the clerk, and the clerk's watching all of this, like, oh, shit, like, your car's backing out. And nope, yeah. there it goes. She's like, oh, shit, there goes my car. Yeah. Uh, shortly after that, the thief, as he's driving down the street, he gets to a... He Pulls up to a light and just kind of turns around and starts examining what he got. Notices a four-year-old child in the back seat. Oh, my God. That so he, dude just fucking went from a little... I mean, hey, stealing a car is a big deal. Grand Theft Auto to kidnapping. Well, dude, yeah, it's like stealing a car is <laughs> a big deal. But, like, but that you should, that's almost still you're like, hey, I can get away with this. Now you got yeah. a kid. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, he took her back. Well, no, that was the thing. Now he's like, I got a hostage. Yeah. So oh now I'm going to hold her over the barrel for more. Oh, no, my God. Not. <laughs> no. <Okay>. So, <laughs> that's not true. Shut up. <laughs> Mr. E was right. He did go back. Oh, oh, good for him. He went back to the store to see the clerk and the mother standing outside going, oh, blah, 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 blah. He pulled up, rolled down the window, and he was like, lady, and he started chewing her out. Like, you don't, why would you leave your, why would you leave your child in the car and go into the store and fucking this, this, and get your goddamn kid. And so she's like, oh my God, Johnny, she pulled her kid out and the guy's like, now, fuck you. And he drove off. Oh, he took off? He took off again. Actually, honestly, good for fucking him because he's right. 100% right. And here's the, I think here's the joke of the whole story. She, he's not the dumb criminal. She's the dumb criminal. Because I don't know if it is technically criminal what she did. But it's you know certainly frowned upon. Definitely neglect of some sort. (laughs) I mean, 
obviously, I guess you can, you can paint the picture. Like, it was supposed to be two seconds or so. Yes. But, hey, did I tell you the story about the other day? My mother, I was I was uh, there, and I saw her making some toast. And then when it popped up, she put a knife in there to try to take it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking flipped out. You did tell I me flipped that. out like she was, like, my two-year-old child almost. Just like, like what the fuck are you fucking doing? Like, because I, like, I wanted to almost Holy scare her. And, like, how... St- and if you look at the whole thing, it's like, yeah, of course it it would it's easy to take out if you like blah blah blah. But like, why take the chance, right? And that's the issue here. So same with this lady. Like, yeah, leave the four year old probably fine. We'll park outside, get some bread, get some whatever. Why take the chance of Mister Man doing this? It's the worst case uh, scenario. It's almost like, oh, would you let me shoot at your child? But there's like a one in fifty chance of me shooting the bullet. It's like, no, you never do that. <laughs> well, there's like, well, there's one in a million chance if you leave the car running with keys outside someplace, someone could take it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You're not supposed to gamble with your kids on any level. I left my so car that's... running one time outside of my friend's house when I was loading up my computer stuff after an internet cafe. I like started it up, brought it around front, loaded up the first set of stuff, walked back in, grabbed my my tower, come back out. Some dude was in my car taking off. <gasps> so yeah, it happens. Uh, <laughs> what you, What happened? He just took it. He got in, took off, and then we called the police. And first, okay, we, first thing we did was my buddy had a really fast. It was a Cobra, so we hopped in his car and just took off. But there was no way to tell which way he went. So then we just reported it to the police, and they found it like two weeks later, and it was parted and everything. So oh shit! Yeah. But it does happen. That's the moral of the story. Wow! Don't chance shit like no, that. Yeah, I've never heard that story. That's I was crazy. young and ignorant, and I didn't even think about it. And I just like I was stunned when I see this dude just get in my car and take off. I was like, wait a minute, that didn't just happen. See, I mean, <laughs> and that's that's what she's mostly being criticized for is not necessarily leaving the kid in the car, but leaving the keys yeah. in the car. Right. Because if she is just going to be in there for two seconds, and the weather is fine, and the kid's sitting there watching. Watching YouTube, like, yeah, I mean, it's just as easy as you know, and... break in. What if, like, this guy wasn't a car thief but a kid thief? <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, that's still stupid. Take your fucking kid in, then you that... wouldn't be hearing about it here. I'll tell I you, I mean, that. I'm just saying, that's just it's supposed to be a percentage of gambling, and but even then, it's like, it's just just do it. Like, I was raised super, like, obsessed, like, almost too bad, like, too crazy. You all, you guys know me a whole lot, I'm very cautious, <laughs> so like, I am very cautious, but like, it's just like because if. If it goes wrong, it can go wrong catastrophically. And so with a kid, yes. they're stolen, they're killed, they're whatever the fuck. So come on. Come on, lady. Yeah, you're the reason I lock my doors all the time. Like, like that's I'm, a night I'm stalker, home. that murderer. He used to walk around like, that's open. Actually, again, today, my damn mother told me again, she's like, someone's going around like the neighborhood Oh, try to open doors and they have a bunch of suitcases. And if they get in there, they're going to squat your house and you can't get them out. Huh. I was like, really? <laughs> like, that's fucking weird. But like, if they catch one of you guys with the door open, like, why would you leave it open? Anyway, sorry. That's that's crazy to me. You want to leave it open? Why do you want to leave it open? No, it's just the idea. Like, I'm walking in with groceries, and I kick the door open, and then you know, set my groceries down, or you know, use my elbow to just close it, and then never go back and lock it. Like, it's just one of those. Like, now it's like, okay, set my groceries down, lock the door, put my keys down, do my thing. Yeah. Like that happens. Don't take chances. Yeah. Don't I do mean, it. It's That's fine. That's the theme of this episode. Yeah. All right. Since I won last episode on the uh, the game, what's better than most, I get to pull a suggestion and give these guys a uh, a prompt for the suggestion that they will debate over and impress me. The suggestion is, oh, <laughs> waffles versus pancakes. Oh, my God. 
I got this. Okay. Well, it depends on what you get, right? You don't even know what you're assigned. Correct. We will come <laughs> back. Both I sides? still got <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. My statement stands. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll come back from the break with the prompt. I've never had either, so. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We are back from the break, and I have the prompt for you. Okay. First, I will give you the prompt. The prompt is, what would you rather have in your foxhole with you? Pancakes or waffles? This is World War II foxhole, uh, European front. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) If that matters. So, um, and here are your assignments. Mr. E, you are pancakes. Okay. Max, you are waffles. Okay. And I think I will let Max go first. Max, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Okay, here's why you should have waffles uh, in your foxhole in World War II. The waffle is a foreign delicacy. Pancakes is as American as apple pie, right? We all know that. Versus, if you, he said it was a European uh, front. So what better to get along with the locals than some waffles in your pouch? So what if like what if you got Tojo or freaking Germans coming after you, right? And you have to get out of there and you see like a farmhouse and like, oh god, come on, see you like come inside. And you're like, oh my god. And then like I have some waffles in my back. It's like, please take these waffles. They go, I know this treat. I'll eat this. If it was pancakes, they'd be like, What is this American thing? I'm like, get out of here. Like, he's right here. And they'd they'd, they'd kill you. So and also the the ridges and waffles, I don't know if you know this, they contain goodwill. Like also butter, <laughs> but also goodwill. So you can fit more goodwill on that waffle than a pancake could type of deal so this waffle all your hope is goes into this person like please take this waffle and save my life and also i mean soldiers it's i mean if you go if you go to the like pancake waffle websites everyone votes for waffles and so i'm sure in world war ii a higher percentage of soldiers liked waffles so it'd be a good trade and your time is up i'm not listening to anything else you have to say Mr. E, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so first of all, this is a world war, so there's not going to be any hope of any peacemaking with waffles going on here. Pancakes <laughs> are ultimately better when you're stuck in a foxhole because first, when they absorb a lot of butter, you can set they get slippery, right? So you can set traps with them. So you can set traps around your foxhole that people would slip into. And, you know, you just make some bamboo spikes or something that they fall into. Plus, you could also use it to hunt, which no one explained. You didn't bring that up. You could you could hunt for food because if you're stuck in a foxhole in World War, you're probably, uh, you know, low on resources. And then you could, you know, you'd be well fed. And um, uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, you got 30 more seconds. Okay, Fill so, it. all right, so... Um, you could, you could throw, you could, you could throw the pancakes at people. You could, uh, oh, you could, you could make a stack of pancakes. You could hide a grenade in it and throw it at the enemy. (laughs) And then they would think like, why is this guy throwing pancakes at me? And then all of a sudden they got fucking pancake batter all in their face with shrapnel. There you go. That's what I All right. All right. Max, you have a 30 second rebuttal. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Well, I wrote, I think waffles are thicker than pancakes so then you definitely could hide things in those waffles too so if you had to like smuggle in a file to someone to like sneak out of things blah 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 there you go waffles there and awful everyone knows waffles are way more nutritious than pancakes because they hold more butter and nutrients because all their little chambers so you can put like more nutrients in there and that's better for the american soldier so they want to eat you know more waffles than pancakes because america like uh, uh. i mean I, I can't get any more clear than that. <laughs> <laughs> and your time is up 
All right. Okay. Mr. E, you have 30 seconds. All right. On the clock. Okay. Go. First of all, waffles are way have way more sugar than pancakes. So it wouldn't be nutritious at all. And I think if you were in a war, the last thing you want you would want your soldiers is to have a sugar high and not good nutrients. Pancakes, I'm not saying are, are any better. I mean, they're a little better, but they're still not as sugary, which means they wouldn't be weighed down, which means their reflexes would be quicker, which means that any enemy that came at them would get annihilated. I don't know how much more clear I can be than that. <laughs> so fuck yourself. All right. Mr. E, your time is up. All right. All right, gentlemen. Um, See, you're in the hot seat. See, you realize, like, you're... That was fun. That yeah. Was fun. This is the, the hardest part is being the judge in these situations. No one realizes that. So I'd like to see some sources on some of this info. Like, okay. uh, Max, pancakes are an American dish? What do you like? Crepes are French, and they're practically pancakes. Are you telling me no one's ever made a pancake before America? You just said like, oh, crepes are like pancakes. No, they would have said pancakes are like pancakes. Then, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the answer is yes, they are American because crepes came from Europe. You just answered your own question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then uh, I did, Max, like your point about thicker and better to hide. He stole my idea. He did that steal was, your no, idea. Dude, I had that written down. I was like, they're thicker and you hide idea. things. I said a file. You said a grenade. Um, a grenade in pancakes. Mr. E, that was, uh, you brought up a great point that Max did not uh, refute, which was you could set traps with the pancakes because they're so slippery and yes, flat. Yes. I did enjoy that. Yes, That's cool. Yes, thank you. That was my strong point. I had to improvise set the rest. Traps. You know what's funny? I do have the I I, did, I wrote set trap with waffles question mark. That's one of my top like my notes here. I never I never wrote stuff. You also mentioned you could use it to hunt for food and mm-hmm. whatnot. I'm gonna strike that one because you could use both to hunt for but food. But he didn't mention. But it. he didn't mention it. True that. True that. Yes. See, because if you start playing that game of who didn't mention what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah, I didn't mention it. Um, Although he's the judge, know. I can't fuck with. I mean, him. If, I mean <laughs> who would? You'd rather have a waffle than <laughs> For these reasons, I am going to proclaim Mr. E the winner hey! with pancakes. Thank you. That is contested. <laughs> that was rough. I thought I stretched for like a minute and I looked and there was like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Think of something. I just think um, I think you were right about uh, waffles being more sugary and uh, containing more essentially uh, empty nutrients. I will admit that I, I might have said some weird I mean, I did say waffles contain more goodwill than a pancake, <laughs> so that is quantifiable. It and also, like he enjoyed that. I, I said, <laughs> and I said waffles are more nutritious than pancakes, which I guess now that I'm being a, you know, maybe that could be some bullshit. But in the time, I had this. <laughs> I really did enjoy that. But uh, in retrospect, I was only writing things down here that were point worthy and I don't see that one on my list because oh, okay. they contain more goodwill. <laughs> Fuck it. They have more, you know, there's more room for butter and goodwill when you give them to people <laughs> and they'll be more likely like, to save you from the that's Germans funny. that were chasing you. Well, <laughs> remember the that's Germans your, that's your Johnny Cochran line that if the glove doesn't fit. I know. That was a hard one. I don't know what I expected. That was hard. That was a hard one because it's like foxhole. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Might as well be. Outside, I'm we glad you joke. went first. Like, I'd rather be wiping your ass. Like we yeah. had to think, like, what, what would you rather wipe your ass with? Waffles yeah, yeah. or pancakes? God, I wish it was that. I'm that glad you easier. went first, to be honest. Good one. Good one. Okay, good for you guys. You guys are so good at debating stuff. Uh, All right, I have a uh, 
story here comes out of Columbia University. And uh, scientists have used electricity and the DNA editing tool CRISPR. Nope. Yeah, we all know about CRISPR, right? We've talked about CRISPR before. Um, To write Hello World into living bacteria's DNA. God. Whoa. (laughs) I'm going to need you to unpack that. Yeah, so what's happening here is... That's, fuck that shit. That, that <laughs> seems cooler than it is. Right. It, it, yeah, you're... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, no it is. Hey, it's amazing. You've been through a few of these. You know how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, what they did was they switched on... Um, what they did was the term Hello World comes from uh, some programming such and such, like how... I. I like don't the first email or something. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but uh, programmers used this back in the day to uh, as a standard to program. Like, if you can get it to say "Hello World," then it's you're a doing way pretty of communicating. Well. Or like, yeah, okay, like testing the first your system. Or, be, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and so um, that's why they did it in this. Uh, and what they did to spell it out is they broke it down to binary. Mm-hmm. And so you know, each letter was zero one one zero or whatever the hell its binary code was. Um, and using electricity and CRISPR, they dark matter. Dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think CRISPR is the opposite of dark matter. As a matter of fact, CRISPR is something we we've wrapped our head we around, know. and we know exactly what <laughs> yeah. this is. Um, they switched on and off uh, certain DNA uh, sequences or sequences. What am I trying to say here? So um, amino a, acids, a strand of DNA is basically a chain of four chemicals that have been abbreviated into A, C, G, and T. Uh-huh. And so they, what they did with these is they switched them on and off, and they targeted specific ones, switched them on and off, and then uh, read the DNA sequence in order, and according to which ones were switched on and off, translated into the binary one and zero, and that's how they spelled out Hello World. That's, that's actually better than I... I, I thought they... Because we've done some stories where I remember I did one about they made a miniature Voyager, yes, and stuff like that. You did a miniature something too. I feel uh, a, a, a couple of drug delivery systems some, for yeah. sure. <laughs> you stole my. I've done this too. Some drug. I'm, this better be a drug delivery system, by the way. This um, is not. This is really so not. much cooler. Okay, you're well, love Tell it. me what, because actually I already like it more because I thought the like when you said hello world. I thought it was literally going to like be the shape of the letters in English, but it's oh, more no. of a binary. That's you're what like, I thought re- too. You're like reading it off a computer almost. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is smarter. You're you're reading it off of a uh, data storage device, an organic data storage device. Data. And um, so what this reminded me of is your story from like uh, our way early episodes about um, Warner Brothers. I using femtosecond lasers. lasers. I'm right. Dark matter. Femtosecond lasers. Femto. On a quartz, uh, a piece of quartz glass, uh, Warner Brothers in, uh, put the entire 1970s Superman movie on there. And it was a big deal because they store all their stuff on magnetic bullshit. And they have to basically replace it every couple years because of X, Y, and Z. And if you put it on this quartz thing and have something to read it, you can have the entire movies and store things long term. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And it was lossless and efficient because you could store a shit ton of data on this thing. and um, In voxels. Instead of like, yes. a, instead of like a, what do you call it? Pixels. Pixels on a screen. They're like voxels on a crystal. Yeah. And so uh, essentially what they're saying here is this tech could be one day used 
to store data biologically. Biologically. Which now is that wow. is better. Super interesting. That's now, I'm, now I feel bad. I said fuck this and fuck you. Because okay. you know what this is? This is a um, neural gel pack from Voyager. From Voyager. Interesting. I was going to say this is like a way. I can't remember what it was now, but you almost could inject someone with the the secret plans for the yeah. Death Star. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like the Bothans die for this. You inject the Bothan with like, here are the plans like of the Transmitting Death Star. your memory, basically? Yeah. Like it's, oh. it, no, it's oh, in no, your it's body, in like oh. existing. Oh, gotcha. Remember, like whatever this, it's on ones and zeros. So whatever the fuck it is, even though we can't, whatever. Read it, it's yeah. all, If we get that in the computer, it'll, it'll, it'll read it. It'll say, hey, right. there, here's the plans for the Death Star. Or gotcha. I understand. So that's a way to smuggle. I can't remember what show it was. Some sci-fi show. They smuggled plans that way genetically. I know. I know a movie that they did that, they pro- and we've all is seen it. Star it Trek? We like it. No, uh, some of us like it. I don't know if all of us do. Man of Steel. Superman has the entire uh, Krypton uh, genetic cone downloaded into his DNA. I- I'm gonna watch it this weekend. <laughs> I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Uh-huh. I don't like. I've actually. I'm watching Justice League. Fucking recently, me and Sean have had some Justice League. De- Debates about who knows more about Justin mm, Lee. Yep, 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 this yep, might yep. have to be a next quiz. No, I'm ch- please do. Ooh. I even looked online to throw you a couple questions, and I'm like, I know all of these. I know he is. Like, I I, I had to go deep, and I didn't go that deep. I mean, long story short, on my on my on my stream, I was playing a Justice League scene for Sean, and then I asked a random question. Like, I can't remember her name, and Sean remembered her name, and it barely got under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Did not like it. it was Killer Frost. And I was like, ah, yeah, that is Killer Frost. I, like, I would have got that on a multiple choice, but I didn't know it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it bugged me that he did. <laughs> and I was like, fucker. And now it's like, I want to have a Justice League because I'm watching. But he's really good at Justice League too. So let's get that going for okay. sure. Yeah. I I just, the intro to the story of Hello World and you know, whatever bypass. Uh, but the implications of yeah. this one, I think, are great. Oh, for sure. The idea that just flipping on switches and storing data within DNA, it makes me wonder how viable is that DNA now? Like, because we know that radiation, it will fuck with your DNA. Mm, good point. And you'll get cancer. Right? You know how I would use this technology? Huh. I would put this, uh, let's say the secret message, let's let's say the Death Star plans, for like a better term, okay. and a fly. Okay. And I'd fly it to my like person I wanted to have it, and I thought about maybe he could eat it, but that just seems too good, especially because your digestive system is not going to DNA it. Maybe you have to like crush the fly up and eject it. But once you do that, <laughs> boom, information in your bloodstream that you need to do for blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so so I'd have my spies go into the like to to the Death Star, let's say, get the plans. Everyone's like, oh, let's they're gonna die. He like does some like injecting bullshit, and all these flies like, just kind of like fly everywhere. And they they think they kill the spy, but the information's in the in the flies, and the flies just get out, go <laughs> go out there, and eventually get to whatever target or the guy who's like maybe he has like the the fly. You sure scent. you want a fly? Why not like a, uh, a like bird? a like a butterfly? Because they migrate hundreds of on the miles. Death Star. But a fly is gonna die in twenty four hours. A fly, a stormtrooper <laughs> won't notice. A butterfly, they will. Like just like. Float around like, <laughs> or a dove, or like anything like. It needs to be like a gnat, like what a type of like. Yeah, I'll give you a roach. Those a, guys are a roach. Okay, I'll take a oh, roach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like something that like they're gonna see a million of, 
and they can maybe like one will get through for like our guy to eat, fifth inject, element, right? Do they some the shit with the yeah. like the radio on it and the camera. <laughs> I read a cool article the other day that kind of got my mind working. Actually, ever since I read this, it got my mind working. So, like, how long do you think it uh, it takes to break a habit? Maybe a bad habit, good habit, I guess too. But I don't know why you want to break a good habit. So let's say a bad habit. How long do you, how long do you think it takes? I've heard in theory. I've heard somewhere between fourteen and twenty one days. So I'll say twenty one days. Okay, that's my guess. Yeah, that's I was three gonna, weeks. I was gonna say about two weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, you know it's funny. This article goes. The assumption is that all you need is twenty one days oh, or three weeks. Okay. Hey. But that assumption is wrong. Damn it! According to this new study. <laughs> See, that means I. That's what, what I did. But he said before. two weeks too, which is not far off. So yeah, I'm saying, yeah. actually, it was funny. Same thing. I thought the same thing. Like yeah. three weeks. That's the assumption. You know why this assumption is a thing? Is because. Um, in a 1960s book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, Ooh. a plastic surgeon, he noticed his patients seemed to take 21 days to get used to their new faces. Oh, huh. wow. New okay. F- First of all, that blew my mind. New faces? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> right. But like, he, that's how long it supposedly takes to get new, to a new face. But wow. uh, the researchers at uh, in basically in London examined uh, an, the new habits of 96 people over the space of 12 weeks. And they found the average time it takes for a new habit to stick is actually 66 days or basically like two months, supposedly. So this three weeks assumption is something we all kind of have, but it's kind of bullshit. So let's say you're trying to like learn something new, get better. Like let's say stop smoking, perfect example. Like you're sitting there after three weeks, like I still want to smoke. Don't get discouraged because you haven't even gone half the time. Right. Versus you think you've gone the full time. Exactly. And that's why yeah. we're having some bad habits sometimes persist. Huh. Relapsing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we that's interesting. Because we haven't even gone half the time. Dude, for me too. Like, because I'm trying to work out all the time, you know, be live live healthier lifestyles. And I feel like I get like a week or two in and I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, the, yeah. but I've never done it for two months. Right. <laughs> you know I what I mean? hate this story. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking That's why I'm sharing it. Actually, this was one of the stories we didn't get to last We're week. Fucked. I we, I didn't get to it last week, but I've thought about it the whole week. As far as like any type of good habits and bad habits and stuff, I'm like, man, like every time I ever tried stuff, un- uh, like almost unintuitively, I thought like kind of 3 weeks or something. And so this no, that's not the way. Uh, this is definitely a story that's going to make me like re-examine myself and realize what a piece of shit I am for like right, doing stupid yeah. things. Yep. So it's going yep. to be harder to gain a good habit and harder to break a bad habit, basically. Well, so yes. You're fucked no. both ways. I, I have some more information about it, too, because actually what you said, too, is like it's actually this, this whole topic is about habits and stuff and how they form. Because if you think about it, the habits are pretty much, you know, neurological pathways in your brain. Right. Okay. And they've been enforced over a long time. Uh-huh. So especially if, let's say, you had a bad habit for 10 years, that's going to be way more enforced in your mind than one that only, you know, you've only done for like three months or something type of deal. Fair enough. And so they also noticed in this study, they said this is just a study, so it's a small thing, but uh, the individual times may vary. So the, the 66 days is an average. So you could be above the average or below the average too. So I mean, when do you really know that you've broken the habit after 66 days? You just... Probably stop. Let's let's say for this example, let's say it's smoking cigarettes. I guess you'd know because you're 
You're past the. You're not smoking cigarettes. Like I'd say that, but like I don't know. But individual times vary to 18 days to 254 days. So some people actually took you know like fucking twice or three times as much time to do it. That makes sense. What on you said though with the behavior. You know, if it's behavior. been long-term behavior, it's going to be harder. Yeah, to if you smoke cigarettes for 15 years, for sure, maybe it won't take two months. It yeah, might take a little bit longer take because longer. that pathway is so reinforced in your mind yeah. that it's hard to like create the new pathways. But once you, uh, once you create new pathways, the other ones. That, and another thing in, the, in about habits is it's much easier to start doing something new than to stop doing something habitual without a replacement behavior. So mm-hmm. again, back to the cigarette thing, where people try to replace it with gum. Or something like that. That actually works better than just other stuff, supposedly, because you're actually doing something else instead of just having the thought and going and then doing nothing. Like I shouldn't do that, and then it's that's all fester. it is. Yeah. yeah. So like hmm. again, like I'm trying to work out all the time, but I'm definitely not doing it right. But like I could, when I think about being lazy, I'm like, oh, I gotta do something else. But I actually yeah. have to do it like right then, or right. otherwise I'm gonna just whatever, not do it type of deal. So you have to right. replace the bad behavior with a good one. Blah, 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 blah. Huh. Well, that's kind of a fun one. Where did that come from? Uh, London. London. <laughs> that's London. all I have. I have uh, uh, University College London. That's crazy that uh, that whole 21 days thing was based off the opinion of one person. About faces. Yeah. <laughs> which actually like, kind of blows. He said it and everyone just believed it was true. Well, that's a lot of. Uh, okay. Uh, no. This is actually just from my mind. There's no research here, but like I used to watch uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit, and they yeah, had yeah. all these stories about like this is fucking bullshit, of course, type of deal. And there was one about recycling, and that kind of opened my eyes about like, man, if you recycle tin cans or whatever, that is recycling. Everything else, it takes more money and resources to fucking produce whatever the fuck you're doing. You might as well just throw it away and make a new one. So it actually creates more problems or whatever the fuck. But it, it became um, with secondhand smoke too where there was some study came out and whatever that secondhand smoke is bad for you and then they found out that that study really meant nothing or something <laughs> and <laughs> since everyone so all these someone decided to check it one time yeah and found like, out it i mean bullshit. i'm not saying cigarette like secondhand smoke is bad that be say but like sure. it's just like the fact that like it's like they bad. were like wait remember at the time like waitresses were like dude we can't have cigarettes in here because i'm dying of cancer and stuff right. supposedly that wasn't a thing but again that could be based off of 2000 five or something research yeah yeah uh-huh. and you know it's, that's like 16 years ago now so it could be different we know more speaking of uh london i got a story here out of manchester university so they created a method for weaving molecular threads in two-dimensional layers creating a fabric with a thread count <laughs> jesus meaning so, say that, oh, say wait, that wait, again, please. Wait, say, wait, I have sheets with a thread count, and I feel like that's a fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to make sure my must. Okay, this is a record holder. This is the world's finest woven fabric. Oh, okay. This is like the highest thread count. Highest thread count material yet, and what it's made of is molecules. They've woven molecules together. I mean, How? Who, ha- who hasn't? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How? So your, I, I don't know what your average uh, bed sheet has, 300 count or whatever the fuck. I'm not sure. It's like Egyptian, like thousand. Yeah. 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 yeah like- but it rarely gets above a thousand unless you're, you know, royalty or something. Right. Um, this thread count that. has uh, 40 to 60 million. What the fuck? Per inch. 
I mean, it makes sense with the size of molecules, right? <laughs> but holy shit. I feel like that fabric wouldn't be absorbent, though. Uh, it would be the softest fabric you ever touched. That's it'd be so soft, but like, like literally, if you like spilled water, it would just like glide off and like the other side <laughs> yeah, of the bed. You know like a I mean? beat off of it. Yeah. I could see that. Like, yeah, like there's like no Newton's laws on that on that fabric. You throw a little bit of like, <laughs> a drop over here, it goes to the other side, just like hits the wall. Mach five. Actually, there's a little bit here. So, Professor David Lay. One of the people who worked on this, I believe he was the leading professor. Uh, he says, weaving molecular strands in this way leads to new and improved properties. The fabric is twice as strong as the unwoven strands. And when pulled to breaking point, it tears like a sheet rather than clumps of strands detaching. Uh, the woven material also acts like a net, allowing small molecules to pass through it while trapping larger molecules in the tiny mesh. So it could be a filter for toxins, for you know anything they... Essentially, I think they have to engineer this to different thread counts and then test it for desalinization. I was just going to say, can you like... That's the first thing I thought about. Can you like get salt out of water or right? something? I mean, that's the, that's the main issue with something like that, right? We need to find that solution. Um, each thread was woven from, excuse me, was put together by uh, fused atoms. (laughs) Yeah, by magic. (laughs) (laughs) They used carbon, hydrogen, (laughs) oxygen, nitrogen, and sulfur, and then wove those elements together into a um, molecular strand, and then they wove those strands together and formed this fabric. So they've tried this before, right? I mean, they didn't just decide. How strong is the fabric? Is this like Batman's lines, you know? You know, he's like so strong. Like, he can like, you know, he can shoot his batarang thing and like stop the whole buildings from. (laughs) This this sounds strong. I don't know if it's strong because they said it tore. So. Mm, That's not a good strong sound. (laughs) It's tearing. This is one of those things we did it to do it. Just like the Gundam thing. And now we've learned from it. I don't know necessarily if it's ready for practical application. Batman. It's early. It's not not ready for Batman? I don't think it's ready for Batman. I don't hear about it. Yeah, exactly. It's not about carbon fiber, so it doesn't matter. So I have a question for you guys. Um, If you were driving down the road. Okay. And you saw a crash scene. And you saw a baby elephant there. (laughs) Not breathing. (laughs) Would you perform CPR on it to try to keep it alive? Uh, I'd have to pull over and How? investigate to find that out. Well, one man did. I mean, I <laughs> show it to you right now. How do you, yeah, how do you perform? Uh, just the chest compressions, I guess. I think yeah. you put your head inside its mouth right? and then breathe. It's not the shape like this. <laughs> I want to hear the theories. Okay. Yeah, no, you stick your th- you stick your mouth way down its throat and like Jesus. blow your tiny lungs. Get an air compressor it. and just like. Oh, was he a vet and he did some well, sort of trick? It's a baby or elephant, shit. not a real one. It's a baby elephant. So I'll, I'll, here's the setup. Basically, okay. a guy in Thailand was driving along. He's like a health care worker right and he saw a, a motorcycle crash accident where a motorcycle guy crashed into a baby elephant and the baby oh, elephant shit. wasn't breathing Oof. and so he said based off of just humans he said based off human anatomy and a youtube video or something he started doing this <clears throat> so this is a man performing cpr on a baby elephant oh, he's man, pumping its heart so creepy the baby elephant's eyes are open <laughs> This thing fucking knocked the... You got hit by a fucking motorcycle, dude. This thing's fucking knocked the fuck out. 
And he's not breathing into its mouth, obviously, because there's not really much you can do there. So right. So even though they say CPR, he's basically doing chest compressions. Well, yeah. Have you ever seen them uh, when, like, a stillborn kitten is born or something? They, like, massage it? Yeah, they massage it. You yeah. rub its chest. You And you do that with humans, too. You rub the sternum, like, to get mm-hmm. them going. So, but evidently, this, this fucking baby, <laughs> this fucking baby elephant was, got hit by a motorcycle. And I guess it just stopped its heart or shocked it or something and this guy was driving by and he he did this and he got this elephant back up and working that's <laughs> and <very cool laughs> and yeah and so basically he said uh after 10 minutes the the guy said obviously when the, when the elephant got up he almost cried because he, he freaked the fuck out of course out. yeah he was very happy it came back to life basically and um um yeah after 10 minutes it stayed and then eventually it was reunited with his herd and then I wrote uh, where they ate him for being too near to humans because it was such too much. <laughs> Skinny Pete was there, and this yeah, is all exactly. But for um, the most part, it, but like, but basically, they, no. This this baby. Did they evaluate it afterwards to make sure it had any internal injuries? That's or fine. Just send it on. Like, I mean, what, what it's going to be like? It's retarded now. Like, well, I mean, it could have a broken well, rib or two or five. I mean, a motorcycle. Right. Hit it. Well. Yes, Max. I think that is a concern. Oh yes, it I was mean, deprived uh, yes. of oxygen for quite a while, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know that never leads to. Good I mean, yeah, the elephants took it. Yeah, it's up to them to bury it. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's the elephant's job. Yeah, not humans. He walked this off. Guy, I mean. This guy saved an elephant, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Dude, that's actually pretty intense. Like I've seen this this video. I saw it last week, and I, it stuck with me because he's just sitting there like. What's the largest animal you think you could save? I could save? (laughs) (laughs) With chest compressions. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm taking the moose. I think I can take a running start at the moose. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like... Honestly, my answer is nothing. Like, I have nothing. I think everything would die if I I try to keep saying, like... You know when you give CPR to a human... You are, uh, you push down on their chest so hard that you you're their... essentially trying to break their ribs. <laughs> no, it happens. They break their ribs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If Jesus. you do break a rib, it's not uncommon. No, and no. don't stop. That's the what? magic of Hollywood. You know, where it's like they just magically come back and go, oh, thank you. It's more like, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you have a punching yeah. lung yeah, now. Yeah, yeah man, you smashed the shit out of me. Like, you're, you're like pumping their heart. Like, yeah. like, it's a lot of force. So Max, you mentioned earlier that you had a stream. Do you wanna do you wanna share your stream with the world? Sure. Um, I mean, if you guys are into awesome streamers and everyone here on the podcast are also on the stream, check out uh Wentrask stream. If you just Google Wentrask, I'm the only one. W E N T R A S K. I stream uh, pretty much any video game I like right now, and honestly, I really like people to ask me questions to improv. That's my that's my that's my my favorite thing. I want people to join it and like kind of try to stump me, because that's been my. Uh, Dechande's always on it, or mm-hmm. host Sean. Yes, uh, Krasner, his uh, you know Broomhilda mm-hmm. is also on there, and uh, we got a uh, chief. We got um, Mr. E on there, although he's barbecue. What's your stream? Rarbecue. Rarbecue. So it's R A W R B E Q U E. I remember you used to stream and be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll start up again. You should, man, because yeah. fucking we're we'll starting to collab to... sometime. Dude, I'll be way down because we're gonna stream this podcast eventually once we get things really rolling. There so go. we're we're gonna we're getting into twenty twenty one aggressively. We are trying. It's been uh yeah, last episode was stuff, but we're getting there. <laughs> 
By the way, these guys are talking about Twitch.com, too, if you're not familiar. And uh, they're talking about streaming Vigi games. When they play Vigi games, they'll stream it and tell you what to do and be good at the Vigi games. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, stop what you're doing. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I am not good at video games. I play a lot of them, but I think it's more the experience of playing my video games because I, I explore this world a lot and uh, take a lot of audience audience suggestions. Well, chances are, if you've listened to the this show for more than three episodes then you can stand the you can stand our voice and our humor <laughs> you can stand it more yeah yeah and his stream is something you should probably look into if you're looking to kill some time yeah tune in you might see me whoop his ass in Tekken oh <laughs> I mean both of you don't hold a candle let's oh, just be honest God. let's be honest God. end the show yeah <laughs> end the show <laughs> alright see you next being retarded. hey thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things keep in mind that we are enthusiasts not experts if you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.